good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 281 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. What is that, Arsene? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we get around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the inventor of the jiggle physics, Arsene Lakpa. Hey guys, it's me, Arsene Jigglefoot Lockpot. I just got to say, you know, to all the haters out there who think that, you know, my physics engine that I design is perverted or it's used for, you know, for, uh, you know, evil, gross ways. <laughs> I'll say to you right now, you're absolutely right. I only wanted it to be used on men. Okay. I'm talking about man butt. I'm talking about man mm. chest. That's what I wanted the jiggle physics to be used on. The fact that we're using this for boobs and women butt. Get that out of here. There shouldn't be any mm. women using uh, jiggle physics or having jiggle physics used on them. Absolutely a Dang. just a disgrace of my engine. And I just had to say, I had to say it, man. I, I, I can't See, let that go any longer. I was with you until you said that women couldn't use the engine at all. Now that just sounds sexist. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, they can't use it. I'm sorry. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right. Well, we'll talk about how your engine is being used a little bit later in the show. Uh, today, it will be a kind of a grab bag of different topics. Uh, we'll see how many of these we can get to. Obviously, we're going to talk about the state of play. But first, I want to talk about the Microsoft layoffs, all right? Because mm. I don't remember if this had happened by the time we had recorded uh, last week, or it was a cool down. So uh, I think we, we didn't even pick it up, but Microsoft laid off uh, 1,900 people uh, recently. Hell of a lot of people. 1,900 people is a lot of people. Um, a lot of it was chalked up to redundancy, obviously, after the Activision Blizzard acquisition, a lot of redundant roles. But we did see some roles that seemingly did not seem redundant. Uh, the physical retail team apparently got entirely dissolved. Um, developers from, I think, Sledgehammer Games. Um, I think they got 30% of their staff got let go. And apparently, hey. like, I think maybe like 30, 40% of Toys for Bob, the creator of the, you know, developer, like the most recent Crash Games, Spyro Remasters, X, Y, and Jeez. Z. So, uh, I will say, I guess addressing the layoffs as a whole, Microsoft, big hit, big hit uh, to developers. And I mean, it's not just developers, it's, you know, uh, ads, marketing, business people all across the board who are in Activision. I know it's a tough time in the tech industry and the job market in general. So I know that's got to be tough. So hearts go out to those people. But I think this is going to have a lot of impact in the next five to like maybe the five to eight years. Then we're going to start to see the effects of this um, because I think out of all the companies that have been doing layoffs, I think Microsoft is in the best position to keep people on. And that's mm -hmm. not just from a, monetary standpoint because obviously they are like one of the first uh trillion dollar companies right? or they just hit three trillion i don't know what they hit but some unfathomable number but i understand that 
Microsoft money, the entire corporation isn't Xbox's money. They don't just have unlimited money. They have to stay profitable and, you know, continue to grow as a business. But Xbox needs a lot of games. They need a lot of games. Mm -hmm. They need a lot of new projects to revitalize what people see when they think of the Xbox brand, like the Halo, the Gears, uh, the Forza. Most of that has fallen off. Like Halo, not in a good place. Gears, I think when Gear 6 comes out, people are going to be very happy with that, but who knows when that's going to happen. Forza is fine, but like when you look at them compared to PlayStation and Nintendo, they definitely need a better suite of brand mascots and titles to associate with their brand as like a premium premium content that you go to xbox to see so uh doesn't feel good to me to see like teams especially on like toys for bob get let go because i'm like what like what like what are these teams going to be putting out like in the next five to seven years if like these teams who are already strapped trying to make these fucking call of duties every year uh, or every two years depending on whatever cycle they're on um they're already having a tough time. You're laying off even more developers and people. Like It just sounds like it's even a bigger recipe for disaster, at least on the Activision Blizzard side. I don't know how you feel about these job layoffs and whatnot. I think it's kind of, I mean, I'm pretty much on the same page as you are here. I think it's fairly ridiculous. I think, you know, you spend all this money, you know, acquiring these companies. You want these companies to be profitable. And it's like, like or you want them to put out good products. It's like you said, how are we going to put out good products if we don't have, you know, the people, the manpower to actually put out the product? Like, you know, I I understand you want to save a buck here or there. I don't really think that's an acceptable reason to be, you know, laying folks off, especially when you can use these people, if you use them wisely, if you use your resourcing, your resources wisely, you should be able to make money. You should be able to make good games and make, you know, make your money for your company. Um, I think. At the, if you had to get rid of a certain or like, you know, downsize a certain team or something, I think it should have been Microsoft's responsibility to kind of transfer those people into another role or move them into a different department. Um, but I mean, I hadn't even thought about the point that you had brought up about, you know, the, uh, the fact that these companies like Sledgehammer and Toys for Bob are already strapped. They're already, you know, suffering in terms of manpower and you know getting you know product out there i don't know man xbox seems like they're kind of shooting themselves in the, or i guess microsoft seems like they're shooting themselves in the foot here um i will be very interested to see how you know things turn out like i kind of quote unquote understood where you know you would want to move people away from the physical like media section mm-hmm. of the com- sure. of, you know Xbox I'm not saying they should have been laid off I still think they should have been you know moved around um but I can understand you know from all of the Xboxes all of Xbox's messaging over these past like you know 2 years of like oh we're just kind of like they they don't seem like they're in the physical space anymore they don't have that physical mm-hmm. mindset anymore so I kind of get that but yeah man you, you got to do better by your people yeah, and I, I don't think we'll ever have the answer to this, but I kind of want to know how far up in the chain this goes. Like, who has autonomy to make these decisions? Like, is Phil mm-hmm. Spencer basically saying, hey, we need to hit this uh, this target of, like, revenue, uh, and you're probably going to have to, you know, do job cuts as a result of that? Is the CTO of Microsoft basically coming in now that the this $69 billion deal is done and basically saying, okay, like, now we're going to clean this up and make it like financially appealing to us now that the deal is done. I'm very curious, like 
where the shots are being called in that respect, because I do feel like looking just at like the Bethesda integration over the past couple of years as they have had time to like get their hands in into in those companies that sounds kind of weird but like uh, like the microsoft <laughs> team has been able to collaborate with the bethesda team a little bit and it starts to see it seems like they are starting to get it like when you see titles like hi-fi rush and pentiment where it's like five or six people are working on those projects uh and yet they're still putting them out and i think for and maybe we'll talk about this later in the episode but I think Hi-Fi Rush is like the perfect brand mascot for Xbox. So like looking at like the game might not have had financial blockbuster success in terms of sales, obviously, because it's also in Game Pass. But I think it goes really far to now say that, okay, now Chai and uh, 808 is they're like faces of Microsoft and like being able to build more brand new characters and add them into that, that, that kind of standing over the next couple of years, I think is going to be really important. So I'm very interested to see, like you're saying, why they're not just moving these people around, why they're not splitting these teams, maybe into smaller teams, maybe shuffling. Like another thing that, that happened was, uh, was the, survival game that blizzard announced got canceled and apparently mm. all those people got laid off i think matt booty said that they got assigned to different places so i don't know exactly how the system works because i know at amazon if you get laid off of your team sometimes you can like go shop around internally to find another job so i don't know if microsoft works the same way or if they have to leave the company i don't know it's all kind of muddy right now but yeah, so I I definitely think they need to be investing in certain teams. Like, there's other projects that they're in the process of making. They obviously are working on Fable. I'm sure they could use some help there. Perfect Dark. I'm sure they could use help there. Like, they have all these different projects that are in the works. So something sniffs of hey, this this deal cost us 79 billion dollars. Somebody very very high up is going to make sure this is as lean as possible before we give it to Xbox and let them do whatever they need to do with it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Phil Spencer understands the need of having manpower at these different studios to get these projects done because they've had problems in the past with having gaps in their, you know, release calendar and, you know, obviously Redfall not being up to snuff. Like I, I think they understand where their needs are. So very interesting to see this move for them. But, I think over time we'll see we'll see the effects. Like, will will Phil Spencer step in later this year and say, "Hey, now that they're in the family, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're announcing this project, that project," um, and will he take more of a front and center approach as we had had to E three this summer and, and and kind of welcoming them into the family? I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Tough stuff, man. Tough stuff. Tough stuff, but we'll transition to a more positive note with the, well, maybe positive, with the PlayStation (laughs) State of Play that happened today. Um, There were a lot of rumors about it coming. We finally got it, and we're going to do a little breakdown. I want to get your overall impressions, and then we'll talk about uh, any particular games that stood out to us. So State of Play, I know we both watched it. We were live reacting on the Player Player Discord if anybody wants to join next time for the next conference or anything, we react to pretty much all of them. 
playerplayer.com slash discord. Link is in the description of the podcast. Come join us. Have fun. What are your thoughts on PlayStation State of Play? You know, they 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 hooked me. I, I've always been a Stellar Blade fan. Um, you know, I've been kind of interested in the game as we've uh, seen it from once it was first announced. I was like, this game looks just like Near Automata. It's got to be a pretty solid game. I'm still hooked on it. I think, and I, I, we hadn't seen it in a long time. Now we're finally getting a release date, so I'm, I was super I was super hyped on uh on the state of play. I was like, let's go, let's get get ready. Or I think, wait, did they start us with Hell Divers or was it still? Uh, they started with Hell Divers. I honestly can't remember at this point. You're probably right. Hell Divers start off with. They started with Hell Divers, and I was yeah uh, immediately off. But once that's why I think Stellar Blade is the true beginning. You know, I have nothing against Hell Divers. I just think I've seen they keep showing it to me to the point where I'm just like, get this off of my screen, bro. Like, just release the damn game. And I don't want to see it anymore. It like yeah. only slightly appeals to me, so I don't really care. So if you like Hell Divers, sure, good, happy for you. Um, so Stellar Blade hooked me in for the show. I was ready to ready for the ride. And then it was kind of rocky, man. I'm not gonna lie; it was kind of rocky throughout the the show. I felt like it was the definition of a roller coaster. You know, we've got had some pretty solid peaks. I'd say maybe about three peaks total, but then the rest was just kind of middling or just like pretty low. And I was just like, I don't know, I don't know what we're doing here, PlayStation. I mean, I guess this is what y'all got. And also, we got a, we only got a couple of release dates for games that are releasing like pretty much the early half of the year what are we doing what what's our end of the year looking like sony i, I don't know i don't know what we're what we're looking at so overall i don't know should i give my overall score or should we wait till after we finish discussing go ahead go ahead i'm sorry but i'm giving it a c plus c plus C-plus. okay what it, it would have been a b but once i saw all those damn or i guess only two uh vr trailers i was like hell no bro get this vr shit out i can't say it's so crazy because you know i'm a vr champion i will champion for vr but anytime i see playstation vr i get mad i say oh nah get that shit off my screen i don't want to see it just because i don't like the fact that they make it exclusive i don't like wanting i don't want to be tethered to my uh my playstation 5 i'll be tethered to my pc all i all i want but being tethered to the playstation 5 nah get me out of there so that's the only reason we dropped down from a B to a C. Um, yeah, man, the, the the it just wasn't fully hitting right for me. But I'm sure there are two there are two games I think that you and I both were pretty high on that we'll probably talk about. So I'll let y'all pass it okay. over to you. Yeah, I think this showcase shows why presentation is so important. Like the actual showcase itself, like structuring the showcase a specific way being selective about what you show in the showcase. And to some extent, I'm sure PlayStation doesn't have a choice in some regards because it's clear that they have contractual obligations where they have to fucking show Zenless Zone Zero. It didn't it didn't <laughs> look like they were proud to show Zenless Zone Zero, but they had to show it because they obviously have some uh, marketing agreement with Hoyoverse. So I get it. But it's very interesting because coming away from the Xbox Developer Direct, I felt so much more excited about what they had shown me, even though I feel like this state of play, if you go game for game, which mm. you know, the state of play had 15, uh, Developer Direct had four, I'm more excited for the state of play games 
overall, I would say, than I am about the Microsoft Developer Direct. Like, Avowed, I'm like, fine on. Hellblade, I'm clearly hyped for on. Visions of Mana, I could, I could leave Ara, it. Or I could leave it. And Indiana Jones, I'm hyped for. There's, so there's like two I'm really excited for. And Avowed is like kind of wait and see. But still, the way they presented those games and the way they like attached the developers to all of them, it made it seem like more of a presentation, more of a show that with some weight behind it than just seeing like a bunch of random trailers that the more footage you see at a higher clip, I feel like the worse the the shit looks like just from a graphical standpoint. Like when Mm -hmm. I see one minute of gameplay of just like shit just happening on screen instead of people explaining it to me and breaking it up with high quality footage of like people in a studio or whatever it starts to become more apparent like oh shit what am i seeing like avowed is that same like about if you showed a straight trailer of avowed of the footage they showed us at the developer direct at xbox you'd be like oh shit what are, what are we even looking at? i don't know this don't this don't look like a 2024 game but i think because like they had people you know, telling jokes in between or like explain the mechanics in between. You kind of are like, oh, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. People still didn't come off of it like great, but you mm-hmm. don't feel as like you're not clowning it as fast as a clip as we were in the fucking Discord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But so overall, like the plays, the presentation didn't really. I didn't love the lineup of games and how they were kind of rolling out because they all seem like I called it like the retro theme state of play they all look like they were <laughs> graphically behind yeah they all looked not right like even rise of ronin which the more i see of that game the less i'm excited about it stellar blade like the gameplay they showed just looked it was just like a weird choice clean. of gameplay it was clean it was clean when they were like fighting but i'm also like why are y'all showing me like this giant desert area and she's just like running like it just was weird what they show where I'm like, typically in this type of game, they would show like back, back to back boss battles, uh, you know, more action. Bro. You can't spoil it. Yes, bro. I mean, Final Fantasy, they spoil everything and they seem to be fine. So overall, I like the games. I'm going to give it a B. But yeah, like just the way they presented it, because there were so much meh and mid and like not very exciting among the good stuff. It feels like there was worse content just because there was yeah. so much bad among the among the good, but especially that that one VR chair. I felt I felt oh, bad for those nah. those folks there, but I'm like, dang, yeah. man. This is when you come to a conference like Sony, which already has like you know a level of like prestige to it. You yeah, know, you can't just bring some. You can't just bring something. You got to bring your A game, and I feel like they were not bringing their A game with that particular game, and I'm like. Sony, I feel like Sony putting this in your. Is there is there some motherfucker on the editing baby and like, all right, like he got the trailer. He's just like, all right, I gotta add this in there. Like this is what they gave. I gotta add this in or like, cause like it's shit, like you could tell the second that came on, everybody's like, oh, not like, what are we like I was watching. At? I was watching the kind of funny stream. I was looking at our Discord. Everybody was like, oh, this looks like dog shit so and no offense to the game game might be good you know i'm not it's just like the contrast that's what i'm talking about with the presentation yeah. the contrast ain't right um and i guess we'll we'll go not game for game but like the games that stood out to us playstation vr 2 we're over that i mean Mm-mm. it's 
it's, it launched last year, and I feel like it's been dead in the water ever since Horizon Call of the Mountain came out to like mid reviews. It's been dead in the water. You said exclusive. They showed two VR games. Metro VR is not exclusive. Oh, it's also let's, gonna be on go. Quest. let's go. And I don't know about the, I mean, I don't even know about I think the that other, other one, I feel like it won't like, be exclusive either. Nah, I mean, PlayStation is probably, y'all got it. Y'all go ahead and put it on MetaQuest. Um, <laughs> but like, so it's like, they're not getting exclusives. Their own first party teams aren't working on no VR stuff. We're two years in and they really haven't given anybody a reason to pick up PSVR 2. It's cooked, man. Completely cut. Also, if they gave us a Last of Us VR, I feel like that could be something that would, you know. I mean, would be, even would, be, would it? I think it could be. Like the whole game? Not Well, like a different would, experience. I feel, like, but... I feel like it would have to be like the Resident Evil yeah, okay, experience yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah. you get the. Because, like, how much is this headset? PSVR 2? $300, like, $400? It's like three or four for sure. Like, why would I ever pay $400 for this, man? Like, even if I have one good game, I need, like, four or five good you games to play four. on this. Like, it's, name me. Oh, it's five fifty. That's the price See, of the I console. Mean, You're buying a yeah, second console cooked. to not play anything on it. Name, here's, a, here's a fun game we're going to play. Name five compelling PSVR titles for PSVR 2. Compelling is a crazy word. Uh... On to the next segment. Something, that's that? crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. So I can't. I don't. The only one that can really sh- uh, comes to mind is that one game that I don't even remember the name. I think it was like Synapse or something. Where yeah. you were like, you know, oh yeah, running you around shooting stuff? your gun. It was like similar to Super Hot. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's cooked. There's nothing else to say. Like every time a state of play comes. They always show VR in state of plays, never in the showcases, from what I can remember. And that's because I think showcases are where you really like reset the the PlayStation brand. Although the last showcase was kind of ass, but usually you reset the PlayStation brand and you're like, this is why you motherfuckers own a PS5. Give us your money. And you put a VS PS VR tile in there and it's just like wait, like you break the illusion, bro. You yeah. really break the illusion. So it's cooked. But let's let's go on to give me a game that on the list that you think showed well or that you were interested in, maybe not interested in anymore, or now you're more interested in like, well, give me a title that stood out to you. I got one word for you. Judas. Judas. That's the game. That's the game for me. I'm, I mean, I'm, I still haven't beat Bioshock one or two, but I did beat infinite. So I, I will consider myself a Bioshock fan. Oh no! Nah, don't bro. don't no nah, no nah, don't don't. I don't oh no! Nah, I mean, I, I played a, I played a Bioshock game. I consider myself a fan. This game looked like Bioshock. It, it had the same like DNA to it, the same way like a an arcane would look, an arcane game would look, and you mm-hmm. would immediately be able to tell, oh, this is an arcane game. I could tell this is a Bioshock game here, and I'm here for it. it looked like there were some crazy happenings happening in the game. Uh, we got people spray painting the letter J on your stomach. I was like, whoa, all up in my face, lady, get the hell up out of, out of my face. Um, was it like a crazy, like, chicken head, like, creature? It was, like, was it a chicken? Or a horse? It was a horse got, head. Yeah, that was got digitized. Yeah, I was like, dang, this game just looks like a crazy Bioshock. I thought Bioshock was already crazy enough, but this game looks like it's taking that, like, it's giving us that um, DNA, but ramping it up to, I don't know, maybe 11. 
I'm hoping mm-hmm. it gets to eleven. So we'll see what we we'll see. I don't fully understand the the story just yet. I, I didn't. I need to rewatch the trailer to kind of mm-hmm. get a better understanding of what they were trying to say was going on in this world. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested for sure. Yeah. So let me see if I can find the the pitch for it because the pitch was actually pretty compelling. Okay. Uh, like on the PlayStation blog. Let's see. Here it is. State of play. Uh, is this a, this is not an exclusive either. This is all no, platforms. Yeah, this is all platforms. In Judas, uh, no, this is this is not great. I got a let's see. I think I got something here. A disintegrating starship, a desperate escape plan. You're the mysterious and troubled Judas. Your only hope for survival is to make or break alliances with your worst enemies. Will you work together to fix what you broke, or will you leave it to burn? Yeah, so I guess the that's not the, the main concept pitch, is no. I, but basically, the main concept is like is Bioshock, but also your decisions matter, uh, and which mm. is like in basically every single game, your decisions matter. But I think <laughs> even in the trailer, you can see like they kind of like glitch between realities of yeah. I guess what happens and they, they make it sound like every choice matters uh, or every big choice matters in this. Uh, and I think the pitch was that you're on this starship where people are encouraged to punish others for any small infraction. And you're basically going in and kind of like switching up the system and, and like, I don't know, shaking things up, which I don't know how that, how that actually what that actually results in, but it looks bonkers. Mm-hmm. Like even just the set pieces, I love when you can see a bunch of different set pieces, and clearly, like, oh, there's this character here on this stage, and people are chucking stuff. Like there's a a hole in the spaceship, and you're getting sucked out. Like you said, the girl <laughs> writing the J on your chest. It just seems like there's a lot of different moments happening, which is something I really like from Bioshock One, which you wouldn't know about because you you didn't finish it. But I played. Um, uh see, through the first boss bro come on see, yeah yeah i don't care about any of that Dang. Um, but yeah it looks like it's gonna be a very interesting game it looks like it plays exactly the same as bioshock with a few twists which i don't mind at all like i feel like we haven't had enough bioshock clones in the world so i'm totally all for this uh, especially when you see like the the horse head guy or the t-rex head guy or whatever being like digitized or whatever with your hand, I'm like, bro, what, what even is happening right now? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm on board for this. Kind of sad that we got no release date. It sounds like this will probably be 2025, 2026, maybe. Who knows? But it definitely seems like Judas will be that one where we start seeing trailers every year until they're ready to give us a date. So, uh, good. I wish it was coming out this year, but it did look interesting. Uh, I do want to quickly talk about Rise of the Ronin just really quickly. Mm. Okay. I think I already mentioned it, but something just ain't right about this game. Like it looks too grounded, but it also is hard for me to figure out what the appealing thing is to jump. Like what is the reason to jump into this world? Cause in, in a timeline where we have ghost of Tsushima in a timeline where we have Yakuza Ishin, like a dragon Ishin, where they're like mm-hmm. based off of characters, you know, from the franchise, I'm like, what? makes me want to play this game instead of all those other games. You know what I mean? Flying around on this little glider looks clean, but is that really like the selling point? Like, <laughs> are you sold on this? Like, am I crazy on this one? Or I mean, I think I was sold when it was first announced over a year or two ago, 
But as we've seen more and more, I'm, you know, like you, where I'm just kind of like, eh, uh, I can't, I don't really know, man. Like I, I saw, it looked like it had like inspiration from various different games that I like. Like it, it seemed like, you know, some of that, you know, climbing and flying around the traversal seemed a bit Assassin's Creed esque ish. Um, some combat seemed like it had a bit of a combination between Sekiro and Ghost of Tsushima. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I love both of those games. But something about it just, like you said, it just doesn't feel right. You know, somebody just feels like it's like off. Like, it's like when you look at a, oh, like you're looking at a picture and you're like, what's going on? What's wrong with this picture? And it's like, oh, how we tricked you. And like, you like turn somebody's like eyes upside down or something in the picture. No. And you're just like, oh, okay, I see. It's like supposed to be a prank or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, this game's I, just one big prank. This game might be a big prank. I don't know what they're, uh, how it's going to play, what the end result is going to be for it, but I ain't picking it up. I'm, I don't, I can't, yeah. I can't say I'm picking it up anytime soon. I think it just kind of lacks a stylistic identity in yeah. a time where, like, if you are putting out a title that already, when there's already so many similar titles in that kind of like time period or theme, I think you definitely need a stylistic identity to be like, this is why you play this one. This one's colorful or this one's set, you know, has a futuristic aspect or whatever. Something to hook the people and say, yeah, I know you play Ghost of Tsushima. I know you play you know, whatever else, but this is why you play this one. I was not getting any mm-hmm. anything for that. Um, something I did get that from Dragon's Dogma. I don't know yeah. if that's what you expect me to say. That I don't that I forgot about it, but crazy. yeah. That trailer was straight boxing. It was clean and I feel like this might be the funnest that like the high fantasy combat has looked. Like the mm-hmm. dude casting an ice spell, running off the ice spell and then like pulling out his sword and attacking the monster. I'm like, that might be the cleanest thing I've ever seen in like a high fantasy game. Uh so I don't know how nerdy this game is gonna get. I didn't. I don't know what the first Dragon's Dogma was like, but it's really calling to me. It's really calling to me. It looks clean. I love it as well. I just my only fear about this game. I just need to find time to play it. That's all. That's, I, that's all I need, bro. We've got with all the other big dogs that are that are on my plate right now. I feel like it's just another big dog that is gonna yeah. like. I what is it? Baldur's Gate. I still need to touch. Uh, Final Fantasy coming, like a dragon. Uh, Infinite Well, Final Fantasy, and now Dragon's Dogma. That's I said Final five. Fantasy twice. I said Final Fantasy twice. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's four games where I'm just like, <laughs> I'm cooked, bro. I feel like that's one game per quarter. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, and it doesn't help that every game that comes out is like big RPG, hundred hours. Like, why can't we get more Hellblaze where the shit's like ten hours, bro? No, and I want you know I want to be on the forefront of the discussion. You know, I don't want to yeah. play a game three years after the fact. Like, oh, did y'all know about Dragon's Dogma? Everybody's like, yeah, we played that shit two, three years ago. Like, <laughs> it's cooked. It's cooked. I'm cooked, man. Um, any other any other games you want to call out here? Uh, not off the top of my head, other than the last big boy. Let's let's get it. Well, actually, Silent Hill. You Silent Hill guy? I thought I might become one. I thought if they showed me something promising, but hell no. I thought the (laughs) the free to play thing looked way better than the remake of Silent Hill Two. The free to play thing, I was like, okay, it's kind of interesting. It's like 
I didn't know what they were exactly were they were gonna show us. I thought they were gonna show the just just Silent Hill two remake. So I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, is this what the remake is gonna be looking like, or is this like kind of like some you know added on version of it, some updated version? I was like, I've never seen that character, even though I don't know too much about Silent Hill two. Um, but yeah, it turned out to be a side story. It looks like it could be you know nice and spooky for those who like the spooky stuff. Then they showed me Silent Hill two, and I was at first I was. At first, I was into it. I was like, okay, it's third person. I've already, you know, put my little Resident Evil hat on. I've been, you know, kind of grinding, you know, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 4. I should be able to handle this. And I think I could handle it, but I don't think I want to. The game don't look good. It looks scuffed. It looks like a, an early <laughs> PS4 level title. And it just doesn't have that same polish that the Capcom engine has. And I don't know, man. I just don't know what they... What they're thinking over who's working on some bloober team, right? I think that, so, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I, I no, maybe it's not bloober. I thought they were working Bloober's on, some working on something. They're working on some, but I don't know if it's this. Gotcha. Well, I'm I think it's not hyped on Silent Hill 2 remake. Um, they lost me. Yeah, it's it's kind of like crazy because Silent Hill is one of those iconic gaming franchises that you think about. Like back mm-hmm. in the OG days, like they they set up like one, they kind of like one of one of the pioneers of the horror genre, but then you like yeah okay we're finally bringing it back, and you're right it does still just look like at best a remastered version of mm-hmm. the old game whereas we got Resident Evil Four last year Dead Space last year and we're talking about brand spanking new they look like 2023 titles when they came out Silent Hill does not look like that. So I feel like this was not Konami putting their best foot forward, especially, you know, with this being like the first attempt to get the brand back on the map. I don't know. Like maybe there's a blooper team, bigger project that this is going to feed into, but I'm not sold. And did we get, I don't even think, did they say 2024 on that one? I think it said in development, if I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. Like, if we're seeing this in 2025, they're going to get lapped, man. They're going to get lapped by Resident Evil 6 or Resident Evil what, 8 needs to come out. What's the last one? 7? 8 was the last one. Oh, Resident Evil 9 is going to come out and they're going to get lapped. So, yeah. yeah, I'm not not the biggest fan of that. But I think something we were both on and off big fans of, <laughs> DS2. DS2, yeah. how you feeling? Give me thoughts. Man, I'm so conflicted on this because as we all know, the gameplay loop for the Death Stranding game is not for us. We were hoping that this next title, this Death Stranding 2, I was hoping that it was going to be a similar game that wasn't a sequel. Mm-hmm. And that would allow us to, you know, just like kind of revamp the gameplay loop, do something different. But let's say we still have like the same characters, um, kind of like like kind of like a like a American Horror Story. You know how they have like the same actors between seasons and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. That's what I was hoping for. And then like, oh, season two. Now we would like, uh, you know, be some other genre of video game. We are not another genre of video game. It's still a strand type game. Looks like we're still going to be traversing the world as Sam Porter Bridges. We're still going to be delivering um, mail to people with the goal of connecting. I think they are. I like the idea that they're what trying to go across the border and connect the world or something. Now, I think that's kind of you know 
cool. I don't know what they're trying to do. I'm not going to front with you. I could, I told you I could not process that trailer. Okay. It so sounded to me like doing. they were like trying to go Mr. Worldwide, like turn him into Pitbull mm, okay. real quick and take okay. us, you know, around the world. But, um, yeah, I don't, I just don't think I can get through that. I still haven't gone through Death Stranding one. I got like halfway through and then I just turned the game off and I was like, it's fun, but. This is fun, but or it's not fun. It's like this is all right, but I don't really see myself playing it. I would love to continue watching Death Stranding. So yeah, that's where the heat is of this Death Stranding too. You tell me what you're thinking about Death Stranding. Yeah, go back and listen to our Death Stranding one impressions. I I know we did a podcast on it sometime, but definitely the best parts of that game were when you got leveled up enough to where you could skip most of the gameplay like that was the fun (laughs) part of the game uh and then obviously seeing all the crazy cutscenes and stuff happening that was also the big highlight especially at the end it just starts getting off the wall sponker um i like this trailer because it wasn't gameplay that was making me get excited it was like yo what am i seeing like every (laughs) every new scene i was like is this a mistake like what like what are they showing us what are we looking at and like it's like to the point where they're doing goofy ass shit. We have a little puppet on your shoulder. It's like, yo, is this like, this is like a skit, bro. This is like, <laughs> it's literally like a skit. So like that part interested me. And I like that we saw so much of that. Cause my hope is my hope is that it's like more of a grab bag of experiences built on top of what the original game was. Cause I think at the end of the trailer or something, it was like, was it a mistake to connect everybody? Mm, so maybe it's like, Oh, connected. now we got to tear some stuff down or something. Or like, maybe we got to go undo some stuff. I don't know, but I'm hoping that it's not just delivering mail. Like my, my one shining positive thing about this game is that there wasn't a lot of footage of him, you know, stacked mile high with packages there was no from what i can remember there was no scenes like that where he just had you know he he had like comedic levels of packages on him so just a regular amount of packages on him yeah i'm wondering if like he will now use his gear to still traverse the world but maybe he gets more weapons. Maybe he's like trying to take out BT zones or like, maybe he's like doing something other than connecting people. And maybe you can use the construction to still traverse the world, but your goals and objectives are different because just try, I, I, just going across that map was just so boring. So if it is, yo, the world is like having some sort of event and the event is caused causing all the stuff we built in the first game to break and we have to rebuild it rebuild it i think that's like an ass baseline gameplay reasoning uh to like have us do all this stuff over again i pray that's not that but Mm -hmm. there's so much shit going on even the like little samurai battle at the end and they were talking about action (laughs) choreography done by this person that person gives me hope that it'll be more of a grab bag of stuff but it's 2025 so we still have a lot more time to get gameplay trailers and prove me wrong and just show this motherfucker carrying a bunch of stuff. Did it say 2025 or did it say in development? I don't remember seeing. Uh, 2025. It is 2025. Okay. I'm pretty All sure, right. yeah. Yeah. Which puts us, what was that, uh, seven years from the first one? The first one dropped, yeah. what, 2018, 2019? Yeah, 2018, I believe. Okay. Um, so it's not bad. 
Not a bad little jump. Um, so yeah, like I think you kind of touched on this already, but what like how are you what are you thinking now about like the the PlayStation release calendar? Do you have any hopes for them filling out the back half? Like I know there was a rumor that Conqueror was gonna be at this mm-hmm. showcase but it was not there, so I'm assuming maybe we'll see that during the summer. You think they're gonna surprise us on the summer, do a little showcase and maybe have some stuff in the fall ready to go? How you what do you think? I don't think it's going to necessarily be a well. What do you mean by surprises for this? Like surprises for stuff for the latter half of the year, surprises yeah. for stuff for the summer. I could see that happening. Uh, I could see you know some something crazy dropping or like some crazy announcement dropping saying, "Hey, this is coming!" Like you know, fall in a couple months, you'd be ready to play <laughs> it, y'all. That maybe just at most one. Honestly, I could see that mm. being something that comes from PlayStation. But as it stands right now, I'm not too confident on playstation's year you know they've got uh what stellar blade and final fantasy 7 rebirth as the exclusive nah, uh-uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> sit down that one does not get to hang with the big dog i'm talking about okay. the, the obviously final fantasy 7 is the big dog stellar blade has a chance of being a good game yeah and then yeah. beyond that i don't think that playstation really has that strong of a year um ahead so i mean this might not just be this might just not be their year yeah i i think this is honestly i think by the end of the year this is probably once again going to be nintendo's year like if the switch 2 does come out and the Mm, the launch lineup is a banger i think everybody's going to be talking about nintendo but this might be the one year xbox has to finally steal some mind share from playstation if they nail indiana jones they have power world which i know motherfuckers talking about <laughs> power world is not power world is fun sure it's not a good game bro we need to stop pretending <laughs> like it's a good game i know it sells sold 20 million copies or whatever that's just it's, it's just like sheet bro they're dumb. It's janky bro like the it's not well animated you know the assets don't look good like it's just the concept is fun it's not a good game, so we need to stop pretending it's a good game. But Microsoft has Power World exclusive right now. Got Indiana Jones, Hellblade. I think they have a good opportunity if the summer showcase is for them to be like, oh yeah, Xbox. This is Xbox's year. We had all this shit. Uh, and people still going to be talking about Final Fantasy 7, but they can definitely take some mind share. PlayStation hopefully has something under the hood. Maybe a smaller experience. Maybe there's a lot of teams we have no clue what they're working on. Team Asobo, or not Asobi, mm. Team Asobi uh, with Astrobot. Maybe they have something under the hood. Maybe the the big little big planet people have something. Uh, maybe Blue Point. Maybe we'll finally get Bloodborne on PC. Like if Let's y'all had go. that shit, if y'all had that shit done, this is the year to pull that that emergency shoot and release Bloodborne on PC to shut these motherfuckers up, uh, including me. I'm one of these motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, like, Concord is not... Concord would have to be, like, Apex to to carry <laughs> PlayStation in the fall. We need more than Concord. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, this does not instill confidence. I'm still excited mm-hmm. for Final Fantasy. Uh, Stellar Blade sure might be good, but this did not instill confidence for the rest of the year. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. we'll see what they're going to do, man. They're going to have to do something big. Something big indeed. Well, 
we got a lot of big stuff on the horizon. We got uh, Final Fantasy VII coming in uh, February. We got what's the other game that's coming out? Is it like a dragon already? Like a dragon? Like a dragon came out last week. Oh, we got dropping in probably today when this episode comes out. Yeah, it might be today. So we got a lot of stuff to play. We definitely got a lot of stuff to play. Um, and now it's just time to digest everything over the next couple couple weeks and months. So stay tuned. And we might have a Nintendo Direct next week. I heard a rumor about that. So that'll be fun. I need that Switch 2 to be announced expeditiously. I'll pre-order that hoe immediately. That'll probably be like a summer announcement, maybe. I don't know, man. I feel like, think about the... I think it will announce soon and then get released summer. They still got a. They still got a. No, it'll be released in the holiday when. When all the kids released in the holiday. Yeah, all them little kids got to get probably August. September, August, October, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. August or October, like when the other consoles released um, back in the day. August, October. Because you're right, they do need to finish up. Was it a uh, Princess, Princess Peach, Peach Thousand Year Door, uh, or whatever Thousand Year Door, and the Mario Donkey Kong drop yet? Mm, demo just dropped today. Demo so. just dropped. Okay, well, those got to get cleared out. That's the that's literally like the definition of like clean a house. They just trying to get yeah. all that shit up out of there. Get that shit out of there. Yep. Switch two time, baby. All right, all right, everybody. If you weren't in the Discord, let us know what you thought about the PlayStation State of Play. Like I said, if you need to join PlayerPlayerPod dot com slash Discord, link is in the description of the podcast. Thank you all for listening, though. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Where it's five stars on iTunes or Spotify. And please tell your friends about us. If you want updates on future episodes or anything like that, Discord is the best place to find that. Or you can just go to playerplayerpod.com. We've got all our social links, all that good stuff. Um, big shout out, as always, to Aaron Miller for the intro music. You can follow him at the Miller Channel on Instagram or Twitter, I believe. You can find me on social media as the Hoopman, where he is a three. You can find my co-host Arsene here as Pax Arsenica on Twitter and Twitch. Like I said, all this stuff is in the description below. All right, go play some games. There's a lot of stuff to play. Oh, yeah, before we go, you care about Sonic? The Sonic Sonic Generations or whatever? Uh, I th- I'm happy for the Sonic fans, but I don't think I'm ever going to touch another Sonic game until my daughter is of age to play that's, video games. That's a crazy statement. But I, I that's respect a crazy it. statement. Okay. Ain't nothing crazy about it. <laughs> I will play with my daughter. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right, well, you heard it here first, guys. Till next time, keep gaming. Game on, folks.